Chat Live. Welcome to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Here's your host, the outlaw of the IWC. Don't piss me off. The Trey Dog. Bronx father, Tony Mirabella, filling in for the trade dog, who is taking a very, very, very well-deserved night off tonight. Welcome to TNA Chat Live, a go-home edition of TNA Chat Live. Uh, for those of you who don't know, coming up this Sunday, we have a TNA pay-per-view, one I'm looking really, really forward to, Hardcore Justice, a lot of Bound for Glory points on the line, uh, should should be a good Hardcore style pay-per-view. Can't wait. Um, tonight on TNA on Impact, we had some interesting things that I thought made it a pretty good go-home show. We had an unbelievable Kurt Angle, AJ Styles match. And we had Aces and Eights speaking about who they're going to attack tonight. 
and they end up attacking no one. They basically just talk shit, which I think works. I think that not having them come out there and attack anyone, I think having them kind of just messing with everyone's head works very, very well. Uh, I um, can almost guarantee you this Sunday something's going to go down. And I think something, pardon me, has to go down. Either they're going to do something to really, really push the fact of making people believe that the cowboy James Storm is a part of this, or they're finally going to dispel that rumor and maybe he gets attacked. I don't know. It's just my fantasy booking, ladies and gentlemen. So you can take it for what it's worth. But again, tonight I thought uh, TNA did a great job. Uh, I enjoyed everything. Wrestling heavy. Some guys got added some points. Um, Bully Ray added some points with his defeat of Cowboy James Storm, which uh, I thought was rather interesting. But at the end of the day, James Storm is kicking everyone's ass in points. So I think we do need to get somebody else out there or a few other people out there to jump in and, you know, challenge him with some points and looks like bully ray might be the guy although his contract you know we know that bully ray may not be around with that being said this is tna chat live and it means we chat about tna damn it so i want you to call in and chat with me i am opening the phone lines now call now to talk tna live the number to call 501-588-7957 that's 501 501- 588-7957. TNA Chat Live. All right. So if you want to call in, the phone lines are open. While I'm waiting for my first, uh, our first phone call, I'm going to break down the card for you guys for this Sunday. If you haven't checked it out, some interesting matches. Uh, we have an X Division title match against my favorite wrestler, with my favorite wrestler, excuse me, Zima Ion versus Kenny King. Um, I'm not going to give predictions out here. That's to be done on fourdown.org. Um, Kid Cash and Gunner will be facing Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez. Again, um, that I could see being possibly an opening match. Um, I think that'd be the way to go. A knockouts title match, Madison Rain versus Miss Tessmacher. And the third wheel in the cog here is going to be (laughs) Earl Hebner. I mean, what the hell, man? What's up with with Earl? I mean, he's getting more play than anybody, but with that being said, we do have a caller on the line. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Uh, This is Anthony. What's up, man? I'm surprised you haven't cut me off already. Ah, I wouldn't do that, man. What's up? Uh, first off, glad that you were able to do the show and um, went there for uh, Trey, who's doing whatever he's doing. Well, I mean, you know, it's weird. Trey takes the night off, and Aces and Eights is showing, talking shit, playing cards. I mean, hmm, makes you wonder, man, makes you wonder. I mean, could Trey Dog actually have one of them masks up in his crib? Who knows, man? No, he's looking for Velvet Sky. You know, talk is that Velvet, there's a possibility she might come back, which I know is going to piss off my man Trey, that he just went to an event and didn't get to see his girl and she might be coming back. Wow. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it would be good for her to come back, but if she doesn't, then whatever. But I'm just sick of they go, people automatically assume, oh, they left the one company. They go right to the next company. Like, uh, no, they don't. They can go to Japan. They can go to some other companies. Well, yes. And it's not just those two companies. Well, yeah, it depends, you know, what you want to do. I mean, obviously, I... I <sighs> I don't know if she'd fit in the WWE. I kind of think she should have stayed where she was. Um, she was, pro- you know, one of the most popular TNA knockouts there. And I, I miss seeing her. I mean, who doesn't? Oh, hell no. I miss, I miss the pigeons. <laughs> so uh, what do you think about the pay-per-view, man? Who do you think, uh, what What are your thoughts on it? Well, in a way, they only really been promoting the three four-way matches. I mean, even the world title has almost been considered an afterthought until tonight. Well, I think they did a good job at the end where Robert Roode is all pissed off that if he loses, he doesn't get a rematch. Well, you know what? (laughs) When you're a former champion, when you lose, you get one rematch. If you lose that, basically, yeah, you do have to climb the ladder again. But I like... I like John Cena. Well, obviously but i like what it did with austin aries saying look you know if you're gonna bitch and moan you know we'll keep it that way if you don't win you're out of it but if i lose my title i'll give up my rematch clause and it makes you really believe that maybe maybe rude is getting to aries a little bit by saying this you know was a fluke it was a fluke you really can't beat me um but in a way Here's the question, though. Do they let Aries keep the belt? I mean, because it wasn't been predicted it's going to be Storm versus Rude at the pay-per-view, but now, eh. Well, for Bound for Glory's sake, I... Man, it's hard to, it's hard to call that. It's hard to call that. I kind of think it would be a little more interesting for Rude to have the belt, because it's always more interesting when your heel has that title. On the other hand... Austin Aries is over like Rover. I don't know if they're ready to take that belt off him. And you don't want to get labeled with that transitional champion label. That's the last thing you want in this business. Or they can just do something like Rude loses, but then he says, no, I got screwed over, blah, blah, blah. And somehow he weaseled himself into the title match at the pay-per-view, the at Bound for Glory, have a triple threat. Yeah, that's possible. That's possible. I mean, they are they are really pushing, and I'm loving this. I know they do this every year, but they're really dragging it out. And by dragging it out, I mean that in a good way. This Bound for Glory series, it's really making that pay-per-view. You know, they've always said Bound for Glory is basically our WrestleMania, and they're treating it like that this year. I love it. Yeah, unless they do Slammiversary, then they say, yeah, this is our big pay-per-view. So. Oh, so. I don't think you can at this point. To a certain extent, they can, all depends on what they do and all that. But in the, I, honestly, I say there's going to be probably some swerves in the, some of those four-way matches. They have to be. I mean, they can't have, like, say, Storm win the tables match. I mean, he's way too far ahead. Having to win another 20, but, like, what the hell? Unless he starts losing by DQ and actually lose points. Yeah, that's possible. But <clears throat> that's why I don't think... You know, James losing tonight, it doesn't hurt him. It gives Bully Ray a push. 
as far as, you know, someone's chasing him, someone is on his tail. I mean, he is so, he's been so far ahead that I think him losing tonight doesn't hurt him one bit. And it adds to, you know, just him having a run of crappy luck with people accusing him of being, you know, part of this aces and eights thing. So uh, I don't have a problem with the way things went down tonight. I thought it worked out very well. And you were asking in the chat earlier about that seems like that Bully Ray might not even be signing. And I agree somewhat. If he doesn't, I mean, he's considered one of the top two or three heels in the company, but yet it's taking them this long to decide, hey, we want to resign you or not. He might say, you know what? Screw you guys. Hey, you guys gave me a shot, but you're treating me like this? And you say, screw it, I'm leaving. Well, I don't, I, I, I haven't. I'm not privy to what's going on behind closed doors, obviously. I mean, I don't know if if it's a money thing, what exactly is happening with this. But the deal is, I think TNA has treated him far better push-wise than the WWE ever did. I mean, he's not going back to the WWE. I, I, can't, I can't see that happening. I just don't see it happening. But like you said, there's Japan, there's Puerto Rico, there's a lot of other places you can go. Yeah, and there's been some talks about some of the guys who might be leaving after the contract. Magnus said he's probably going to leave after his um, contract signed up. And I didn't really notice until someone brought it up that it looks like RVD's just going through the motions now. Because there's been a rumor that he might be going back to the E if they freaking actually let him. Well, I don't know. He, I'm not saying he burned bridges in the E, but he definitely... He burned more than bridges. Yeah. I mean, when you've got two titles and you get caught in a car with, you know, 10 pounds of weed or whatever it was, I mean, that's, you know, and that's the thing. Rob likes to do his thing. And if WWE won't let him, you know, I, I just think TNA really needs to make sure they keep the guys they have. Because right now it's going so damn well. I mean, we've had good impacts every week. We've had great the last... Three to five TNA pay-per-views have been off the chain. They're, they're on momentum now, and now we hear that TNA is going to be live until, I believe, the end of September, which I think is awesome. It should be live forever, and hopefully we'll see that. But, Anthony, I'm going to let you go, pal. Thanks a lot for the phone call. All right. Uh, you were saying they have other good things, but here's one thing. They need to start reestablishing the tag team. I mean, Garen, Devon, tag, tag contenders, what the hell? Well, yeah, I agree. I think tag team wrestling in general, whether we're talking about TNA or we're talking about the E, it's just, it's, it's, it's past its prime. I mean, you and I, we, you know, we grew up watching great tag teams. I don't think it'll ever be like that again, unless a company really decides to take a huge initiative. I, I just don't know. I don't get yeah. it. But. but I agree. Daniels and Cassidy, there's like that. Knowing heels, so you say they just keep going. You just want to punch them in the face, or at least throw on the crackhead junkie girl at him. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that bitch! Right. Like just, she's oh wow. That angle, I'm a, I'm a, I'm about done with that angle. Uh, yeah, I agree. They got to end it by Mount Floor has to be the ending one. Do something, please, to God end it. Because I think they're going to do something with Daniels, Kaz, and AJ at that pay per view. I don't think either of those two are going to be in the series finale of that little tournament. Well, we'll have to see. The thing is, we've got a lot of questions and not 
a lot of answers, and that's a good thing. It's good when you can ask questions of a product and, and we can sit here and talk about it and say what if. What if or what will be are the best things you can have in wrestling. If, if I can sit here and predict what's going to happen perfectly, they're not doing their job, and they're doing a pretty good job right now of keeping me guessing. So Yeah, and, and was it just me? It looked like Angle was really in pain after that incredible match with, with him and Styles. When we were sitting on the apron, he was like, he was just like in pain. You can tell. Kurt's pushing himself. Kurt, Kurt is an excellent athlete, but he is pushing himself to limits that I don't think most ordinary people could push themselves to. I, I don't... I, uh, it's just in Kurt's blood so much. I hope he's not one of these guys who goes so long that he ends up, you know, being messed up and, and being in pain the rest of his life. I'd hate to see that. But on the other hand, I like seeing Kurt Angle in the ring. I think I, he said that he wants to retire when he's 46, 47. In other words, he said he's not going to do it for like another five years. I think three or four he's done. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the bumps he was taking tonight and the moves he was going, you know, against AJ tonight, you know, he can still go. But like you said, at the end of the night, you know, how much pain is he in right now as we speak? I, I don't know. I, I don't know Kurt personally, but I just hate seeing guys going so long that, you know, when you're in your 50s and 60s, man, you, you just can't walk. I, I hate to see that. And I hope, I mean, you can, you can compare it to Rey Mysterio. I mean, that guy, you know, who knows what shape he's going to be in in five years. You know, thousand knee surgeries. You know, Kurt, Kurt's issue is his neck. And that's a very delicate issue. And you got to protect yourself. And Kurt, God bless him, he just doesn't seem to give a shit. He gives it 100% every time. Yeah, because he took the neck surgery that let him get back and was like less than six months. And the way he said, yeah, I got me back early. But if you look at it, he's been taking more time off because of that neck issues. So maybe in the long term, he shouldn't take the year off for the surgery. Well, anytime you take a shortcut when it comes to surgery, you're going to, I mean, I understand you want to get back in the ring, but I'd rather spend a year healing up and coming back and being in great shape and better than ever than taking three months to heal up but worry for the rest of my life that something can go wrong. So, But you know what? Kurt's a grown man. Who the hell am I? I'm not in the business. I'm not, I don't know Kurt. Who, you know, I have no business telling him how to live his life. And, you know, um, I'm glad he's still in the game. And let's see how much longer he can go. Yeah, so I'll pretty much end my call. And surprisingly, you didn't do a sound or anything. <laughs> nope. <laughs> don't tempt me, man. Thanks for the call. Right. Appreciate no it. Bye. Good night. All right. One caller goes bye-bye, and that opens us up for another caller. If you want to call in to TNA Chat Live, uh, until I get another call, I'm going to continue going over this card for Hardcore Justice this Sunday. Uh, the first listing in a Bound for Glory series match, which is worth 20 points, all of these are worth 20 points, is Mr. Anderson versus RVD versus the Pope, D'Angelo De Niro, versus Magnus. And this is Falls Count Anywhere. That's a match I always liked. I always liked Falls Count Anywhere. Uh, I just think it's great that the guys can go all over the arena and beat the living hell out of each other, and you can pin the guy in the parking lot or pin his ass in the swimming pool or wherever the hell you know you end up. So looking forward to that match very much. One of my favorite types of matches. 
uh, another 20-point Bound for Glory series match will be Jeff Hardy versus James Storm versus Bully Ray versus Robbie E. What the hell were Robbie E and Robbie T wearing tonight? I, what, pink, like, wool, knitted sweaters? What? Oh, my God. I, I don't know. You talk about two guys who just rubbed me the wrong way. This will be a tables match. Um, another match that I enjoy. I'm a hardcore guy. You guys got to remember, I'm an ECW original guy, so I love this shit. And I think they mentioned it tonight that Bully Ray has an advantage in this match because of all his, you know, experience with getting the tables. But with that being said, Jeff Hardy has a lot of damn experience getting thrown through and throwing people through and jumping on top of freaking tables. So with that said, uh, don't count Jeff Hardy out. Jeff Hardy, of course, tonight got put through a table, actually, by Robbie T. And uh, that was a pretty pretty good-looking bump. So Jeff's out for revenge for sure. Our next Bound for Glory series match this Sunday, again, 20 points, will be a ladder match. This is going to be sick. Sick. AJ Styles versus Kurt Angle versus Christopher Daniels versus Samoa Joe. Again, another match. And I know I'm people are going to say, well, Bronx, you just said you're looking forward to this match. I'm looking forward to every goddamn match on this card. I can't wait. That is going to be off the chain. Um, again, I'm not going to give any predictions on who I think should or will win. We'll leave that up to everybody for Sunday. And now we have the big one, our World Heavyweight Championship match. Bobby Roode versus Austin Aries. And whoever loses cannot get a title rematch. That stipulation was added tonight. Um on Impact Wrestling. This is going to be, I predict, an awesome rematch. Uh, you know, Anthony mentioned, you know, what do, you, what do we do here? Do we put the belt back on Bobby Roode? Do we keep it on Austin Aries? You know, I've said it earlier. I like, I like the heel champ. But, I mean, Aries is over like Rover. So, we shall see, but make sure, everybody, you go to fordown.org, please, and put in your TNA predictions for this Sunday. Remember, you're not just competing against your fellow listeners, but you're also competing against all the other leagues on that website. With that being said, we have another caller on the line. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Yo, Bronx, it's a legend of HBK. How are you doing? Hey, man, what's going on? Ah, not much, not much. So you watch uh, Impact tonight, man? Yes. Again, I'm like yourself. I'm really looking forward to the pay-per-view this weekend. And I hope they do not fail to deliver. I really want to see them deliver because the matches they've put up, like you said, every one of them has got an aspect that we're all looking forward to, you know? Well, they've delivered on, I would say, the last four to five pay-per-views that they've put on. I, <clears throat> They've been delivering like, crazy and you know what the tna guys they don't mind bumping 
So no, 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 no. I'm with you there. Uh, I'm talking like when we talk about delivering, like the match quality and shit, man. That that stuff goes down, and it's always for real, and it's always really, really good. But I mean, like the storylines are like if they want to continue feuds and stuff like that, they seem to always fall flat. And I, I'm not going to go and blame anyone individual, but I mean, at the end of the day, they need to continue on. Or like, do you know what I mean? Come to an end and like an abrupt end, rather than like a staggered end. Something that seems to be continuing, but then they forget about it. You know, mm, that's what's confusing me. Well, I mean, it, it depends on where they're going. Like with this aces and eights thing, it depends where they're going. The reason they've kept me intrigued is they've changed it up a little bit now. It's not like an NXT, NWO style thing anymore where they're just running out every week. They're messing with people's minds. And that's what a good heel group should do. They're causing dissension without even being, well, they were on TV tonight, sort of, but without jumping in the ring and attacking people. And you saw Bully Ray at the end tonight. Oh, what? You saw what they did. Your boys are going to come after me this Sunday. What the hell? You know, no, I thought that was brilliant. That was really well played. No, without a doubt. But again, I can see this like building up, building up, and then all of us thinking, you know, there's going to be a really good payoff here. And then again, I can just see it. Like, it's, I don't want to be cynical, but yeah, I seem like I'm the only cynical person here. But um, I can see it going for a couple of couple more weeks, and then it just coming up, building up to head, and then it's going to be something that we don't want to see. You know, as the head, the payoff, it's going to be something that we just don't want to see. And I hope it's not, because this is one of the, the only things in wrestling, as you say, that's keeping us interested and keeping us going on a story point, the story standpoint, you know, like on a story point of view. Well, I'm to the point, and I, I, I would bet if, if Trey was on with me, he'd probably he'd probably disagree. And I know it's kind of silly, but. The, the problem with my idea is James is so over as a baby face that I think it would, it would, it, it might not make sense, but it would be interesting if it turns out because I think you want in your heart James Storm to be innocent. All his fans know in their hearts he's innocent. It could make for a hell of a freaking heel turn if oh, it yeah. turns out he is part of it. I, I think that would be un real but i don't think he would fit because i'm thinking i'm with trey where it's going to be original it's going to be jeff jarrett jarrett or bischoff it has to be yeah it has and, and it's such a bad payoff you know if it's somebody that we don't expect if it's like a major like heel turn like you say or if it's even a heel and he's just enhancing his character by making himself even more badass you know something like that would be brilliant but i mean i, I can just see it being something like Bischoff and Jarrett, I can see it being both of them behind it, you know. I hope it's not, but who knows. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come to a head either. I, I don't see. They could drag it out another two months, but I, I don't. I think we're going to get a major, major either reveal or major enhancement to this angle this Sunday. This is a pay-per-view you got to watch because there's a oh, lot of, of 
Oh yeah, right. Listen, mate, you're doing a good job, and you're doing a great job on WNL, mate. I'm loving your stuff, and I hope you get yourself a a show sorted out, something that you're going to do on your own because you deserve it, right? Well, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate that. Thanks a lot, and hopefully, you know, we're still going strong. We're still trucking. I'm still part of the team as long as I'll as long as I can be. So I ain't going nowhere, man. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it very much. Uh, no problem, mate. Have a nice one. You too. With that said, I'm going to take a brief commercial break. Don't go anywhere. The phone lines will remain open when I return. This is TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. We'll be back with more TNA Chat Live with the Trade Dog on the SNS Radio Network. One more shot. JJ His charm is so contagious, vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, you'd never get lost, and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him, the way lightning precedes thunder. He is... JJ The most interesting man in the world. He has amassed an incredibly large DVD library, and it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage, it would still get there. When it is raining, it is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right, you heard me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. JJ He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to Wrestling News Live. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I want, okay, I, I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she, I skipped Sheffield's gimmick. And I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independent scene. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. Present. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Dream of Fatigue. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. This is TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, 
wrestling fans? Do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. What's up, guys and gals? Sensational sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book. Every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll catch us doing video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at snsradionetwork.com. Come check us out. Welcome back to TNA Chat Live with the Trey Dog on the SNS Radio Network. All right, everybody, we're back. Welcome back to TNA Chat Live. I am your guest host for the evening, the Bronx Father. Um, and the phone lines are still open, so please call in if you'd like to, 501-588-7957, or just add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype. A subject that has come up quite a bit lately has been TNA not cross-promoting as much as they should. Well, here's an interesting little tidbit that the Food Network will feature the wedding of their resident chef, Robert Irvine. I hope I'm pronouncing that right to TNA knockout Gail Kim on an episode of Wedding Impossible on August 16th at 10 p.m. Eastern. The show is a special from his current show's Restaurant Impossible and Dinner Impossible. And uh, basically, uh, it looks like they're going to be featuring that wedding. If you don't know, uh, he married Gail Kim in May of this year. And uh, they'll also be featured, the wedding will be featured in the September issue of Food Network magazine. So there you go. It's, it's not a big deal, but it is some cross-promotion, which I think is a good thing. I mean, you know, people watch the Food Network, man. People, you know, people like to cook. I know I do. That's why I'm fat. But another news story is Bully Ray has polled the fans about his future. Impact Wrestling star Bully Ray, and uh, Anthony and I spoke on this a little bit earlier, who's currently involved in what is said to be a tense renegotiation of his TNA contract, took to Twitter and asked the following, Shakespeare time, kids, to stay or not to stay? That is the question. Let's hear your opinion. Hashtag Bully Nation. And uh, he then goes on to say, wow, hell of a response. Looks 50-50. Let the, quote, boss lady know how you feel. 
light her up at hashtag Twitter machine, T-W-I-T-T-A-H machine, like a flaming table. So, Bully Ray on Twitter. Now, it makes me wonder, as much as TNA has been using Twitter lately, and I think they've been using it rather effectively, how much of this could possibly be a work? I, I can't. I just can't. I mean, Bully Ray, he got a victory tonight, a big victory, picked up some more points for uh, the Bound for Glory series, seven points. Man, I can't see Bully Ray going anywhere. I just can't. He's so over as a heel. He's so involved in this aces and eights thing, as is everybody else, of course, in TNA, um, that I'm hoping, I'm hoping Bully Ray stays around. But, you know, tonight, just again, James Storm getting kind of thrown under the bus by everybody. Mr. Anderson getting in his face saying, hey, if the, your boys, you know, attack me, we're going to have another talk and it's going to be a lot different than this one. Bully Ray, of course, at the beginning coming out, accusing James Storm, who is playing it off wonderfully that he's just frustrated and tired of being accused of something he says he's not doing that. um I just, I want to see the culmination of this. You know, if it does turn out that he's involved, I would, again, I would have no problem with that. Uh, Sting basically inviting, inviting these guys to come out tonight. Bring it, bring it, bitches. And they didn't bring it. They brought it via satellite, aces and eights, pulling a rock. With that said, we have a call on the line. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Yo, what up, what's up, Bronx? This is Latino718. What's up, man? Man, I'm um, just chilling. Uh, first off, I didn't see Impact. Uh, I came in late to see it, but I only saw like the last five minutes of the show. Could you tell me what in the hell did the Aces and Ace guy said? Because I barely understand what he said. Uh, yeah, it was, I think they over, they over, they were overdriving a little bit on the, uh, on the voice cover up. Uh, they should have cleared it up a little bit. What he was basically saying was that we're going to make a, a, you know, a big statement or a big impact this Sunday and, uh, Bully Ray will be seeing you this Sunday. And that's why Bully Ray got all pissed off and got in James Storms' face and said, what are you doing? You're going to have your guys come after me this Sunday. I mean, they're playing it off so well and just seeing them playing cards and, you know, chilling out. But I agree. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> TNA, you guys need to fix that voice enhancement a little bit because it is kind of hard to understand. Yeah, it sounded like he had a bunch of marbles in his mouth. Um, what do you what do you think? Uh, what do you think they should do with the TV title? Because it seems that Devon has pretty much been the same set of guys for that belt, and he hasn't shown up for the last couple of weeks on TV. Yeah, I got a little problem with that because. The TV title was supposed to be and always has been about you defend it on TV. You know, it should be every week. And you're right. It's it's come it's come to the point where I would like to see that title defended more often like they were doing. But on the other hand, what we what we have to understand here is that this right now is a company storyline wise is a company that <clears throat> is under a lot of stress. 
you know, when you've got these guys threatening you and coming out every week. And, I mean, Bully and Bischoff now, Bully, excuse me, Buzzer. Buzzer? There you hey, go. You can give yourself a buzzer. There you go. Two for the points <laughs> of one. So or even, excuse me, with Devon and Bischoff possibly, you know, vying for being a tag team now. Yeah, I'm wondering how long Devon's going to have that TV title. I'm wondering why they're not putting as much emphasis on that belt as they were. But, you know, we'll have to see. I, I think there's so much else going on that it's okay for right now. But I don't want it to become the next U.S. title. Well, that's what it seems like they're doing with it. But, I mean, if you want to put another challenger, why not put uh, Chavo in the mix? You know, he's, he's always talking about he wants to be a champion there. Why not give the belt to him? Yeah. Yeah, I could see. I could definitely see Chavo as a guy who could carry that belt. He's over like Rover. He's looking great. He's doing a, a good job, I think, in TNA. And, uh, yeah, I, I could see that that belt going on him. I mean, I can't. Uh, it's weird. Off the top of my head, you're right. I really can't think of too many other people who would benefit from having that title. Maybe, you know, maybe one of the young guys coming in, you could put the title, that title on them to try to build them up because that's what that title is supposed to be for. So, but I agree with you. You know, it, it, it needs to be defended more often. Is he set to defend the belt on the pay-per-view? Um... I don't believe so, no. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, Devon, my God, I just drew a blank, damn it. No, he's not, there is no uh, TV title defense on the pay-per-view, no. But I understand that because it's the, it's the TV title. It, it's supposed to be defended on free TV. At least that's that's how I see it. You know, I just think that Defending that title on a pay-per-view, you could do it. I mean, I would have no problem with it. But no, you're right. There, there is no title defense on the pay-per-view. So let's hope, let's hope they straighten that out, man. Because again, the last thing you want is to devalue that belt the way they've done like the U.S. title. It would just, or even the IC title to some extent. All right. Uh, last thing. Um, I know they got a bunch of uh, four ways for the pay-per-view. Do you think it's a bit too much having a couple of four-way uh, matches on the pay-per-view? I mean, I know they have different steps and everything, but do you think it's a bit too much? Well, I think that the fact that every one of these Bound for Glory matches have a step as far as whether it be false count anywhere, whether it be you know a tables match, whether it be a ladders match, I don't have too much of a problem with it because the action's going to be so off the hook that you're not going to mind at all having, uh, <clears throat> you know, having a couple of matches being four ways. I don't have too much of a problem with it. All right. All right, man. Uh, that's about it. Uh, talk to you next time. Thanks a lot, man. Take care. All right. You too. All right. So the phone lines are still open. If you want to call in, please do so. Uh, right now, we've got about another 15 minutes left. And, um, you know, it's interesting. I mentioned earlier about the Bound for Glory series. And um, 
the point system that they're using is interesting how I like the way your points are different on what kind of victory you get, where if you win, you get seven points. I believe you get 10 points for a submission and you actually lose points if you get disqualified. That in itself is a, is a good concept that you get actually get punished for screwing up. If you get DQ'd, you get punished. And that's a very, very interesting concept. I'm loving this. I love the buildup. With that said, welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Wow, wow, wow. Ashley finally goes one-on-one with Bronx. What's up, man? Not a lot. I'm intrigued by tonight because I'm just thinking it's kind of... The ending is a bit of a letdown considering they said something was going to go down tonight and really it didn't. It just sounded like Bane from Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to know about us? Then you'll find out at Hardcore Justice. Yeah, it was like a mixture of Darth Vader and Bane. But I agree. It was hard to understand. Well, I think what they're the message they're trying to send is B and Sting was calling them out several times tonight. What they were saying was, no, no, no. Motherfucker, we, we come out when we want. You don't know when we're going to come out. We're not going to be invited out. We come out whenever the hell we feel like it, and you're not going to know when or why, but I can guarantee you they're going to show up at the pay-per-view. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I'm just wondering whether the big guy is a bit. Because they notice how they covered his f- mouth completely. Because he's kind of got a recognizable right. f- mouth area. I'm just thinking because Joseph Parks was in it for about 45 seconds talking about uh, Park, Park and Park. And all that. And a bit... This hasn't been around since... What was it about four weeks ago when you got on the wrong end of Bully Ray? Yeah. So I'm just, and with that, I'm trying to work out where that goes and what Abyss's motive is. Because clearly, what they're also trying to do is swerve Storm. Whoever it is doesn't want Storm to be champion because everybody's trying to make everybody turn on Storm. Unless, of course, Storm is part of it, but I think that would just be weak. I don't know. I don't know how weak it would be because I think it would surprise the, the living shit out of everybody. I mean, if you're a TNA fan, is there one TNA fan right now that really believes James Storm is in on this? No. Everybody's saying, come on. You know, poor James is getting a raw deal. He's getting screwed. But imagine if you're a James Storm fan and it turns out, yeah, you know, he was a part of this whole thing and played it off so brilliantly. I, I'm not sure, but as far as one of the guys being Abyss, hmm, you're right. W- where is Abyss? What's Abyss doing? We haven't heard shit from Abyss in a while. We've heard from Joseph Park, but we're supposed to believe he's not Abyss. I mean, really, come on. But, yeah. you know, that, that's a good One of the other guys looked like Crimson as well, through the eyes. You know, it's, it's kind of like you need a photo fit machine for every single one of the Impact people and go, whose eyes are they? Well, I think the reason the voices were so distorted is they were really worried. I mean, you know, but that that doesn't matter because you can have anybody do that voiceover 
and distort it. But if it was legit, one of, you know, one of the true members that's going to be revealed in Aces and Eights was doing the voice, then I can understand them really, really dampening it down not to take a chance of giving away anything because you can you can pick up on voices really quickly yeah i bet it was brooke hogan doing the voice just saying <laughs> anyway i'll let you go bronx because you probably got more people calling in so uh i'll speak to you again sometime all right my friend take care all right okay thank you for the phone call um yeah i mean the reveal of who these guys are gonna be it's got everybody scratching their head. And I mean, there are so many names that have been thrown out there. Jarrett, you know, Eric Bischoff. Man, who else? It, it, it's really got me thinking now. Who else could we throw in there? I had read the other day, some, I don't remember where on the internet, somebody on Twitter or somebody said it's Hogan. No, no, I can't see that. <clears throat> I can't see it being Hogan. I mean, they they took him the hell out, and they're playing off that he's really, really banged up, which in real life the man is, so it won't be Hogan. But with that said, welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Hey, Bronx, it's L Train. What's up, man? What's going on? Uh, first of all, thinking back to the whole promo from the uh, Aces and Eights all night, I remember seeing... Like some gambling going on. I saw some cars. I saw some red cups. So probably some drinks in there. I saw some chips. Are the Aces and Eights being funded by the APA? <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. They looked like just a bunch, you know. It was funny because they're so di- disturbing with those masks on and meant to like really be so scary. And yet they're just chilling back like regular guys do, drinking some brews and playing some cards. I thought it was great. But I just give him a see I'm thinking, okay, I don't know, I don't I doubt Bradshaw's there anywhere, but if I see Farouk come up and I'm just seeing him with a mic and just a little pause and go, damn, I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I, you see, I think that was done even more to fuck with James Storm to say, well, we got beer, we're playing cards. I mean, that's that's a country boy type thing to do, play cards and drink beer. And I think that helped enhance, they were like kind of saying, you know, this is what our boy James Storm does. He plays cards, he drinks beer, he, you know, you, you, the, the whole beer money backstory behind James Storm. So um, I'm interested again, this angle has me interested and I'm glad they didn't make it stale by just having them like NXT coming out every week and beating someone down. They squashed that and went psychological and I love it. Well, I did hear, I think it was, it might have been Latino in his call, uh, you know, bringing up that we were kind of expecting that Aces and Aces were going to run out somewhere, probably during the main event. And we didn't hear anything because it sounded like earlier on they said that they were going to name, like, their next victim. And at the very end they did that, I guess, with a bully race. So it looks like something's going to be going on at the pay-per-view. Um, all in all, the episode, I it's, it's like you said, like, for... The past number of weeks, you know, Impact's been a, a great show. The only things that have, you know, been a detra- detraction to it were really, I don't know, the, the, again, the whole Claire thing. And if anybody was looking to have some good nightmares tonight, I'm pretty sure having to see Madison Rain kiss Earl Hebner would do that for you. Well, I wouldn't mind being Earl. <laughs> <laughs> 
TNA is doing so much shit that has to make you think. And that's what I like right now. That's what I've been missing about wrestling is being able to have to sit there. And, you know, Trey has said a few times that sometimes I tend to overthink things and I'm guilty, but it's just because I enjoy sitting there taking this shit apart and putting it back together and trying to figure out what's going on. And I do have a habit of overthinking things, but I think that's just because I'm a fan who hasn't been allowed to use his brain in so long that I'm, I'm having fun. I could possibly see that. And something that I was seeing with Claire, you know, luckily there were just, you know, little candid shots of her during the match between Angle and AJ, like, which like you said, was a great match. Uh, the whole thing they pointed out with her was that, you know, instead of the whole, you know, quick snapping psycho, you know, trying to drag you on to Maury chick that we've been seeing for the past few weeks, she was acting like, you know, like the, like the, cheering fan for AJ during the whole time. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe they're trying to pick up a little bit off of the whole AJ on Raw thing with her little, you know, sometimes psycho, sometimes normal thing, because that was what it seemed like tonight every time she was cheering at uh, AJ in a ring tonight. Well, here's my question. How does a woman who supposedly has been down on her luck, who has no money, who's had drug problems, uh, afford to get into Orlando every week? You know, that's that's the thing that puzzles me. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's more uh, pictures floating around. Maybe she's maybe she's, uh, she's blackmailing security to get in every week. See, that's that's an angle that I I want to end. That's about the only angle that they're doing right now that I think is dragging on a little bit too much. I mean, come on, we need a culmination here. I'm hoping it doesn't drag out till Bound for Glory. I mean, obviously, Daniels keeps stirring the shit up. So he's going to be involved. I would... <laughs> I'd almost like to see a deal where it turns out the heel gets his comeuppance in the end and it's Daniels, baby. <laughs> I hope you're not trying to suggest they were running a train on her. No pun intended. Well, I don't know. I mean... It's, you're the expert on trains, you tell me. <laughs> I'm, I'm an expert on the railroad trains, not the uh, three guys at a time trains. Well, you see, the thing is, the thing is, when you have to, you know, it's going to be one of those things like you ever see like on Maury or Springer where the chick brings out like the 50th guy and you are not the father. Was... <laughs> you're going to see AJ jump up on the turnbuckle, hit his pose instead of jumping on the couch. I can't believe I'm going to say this because I know it would piss a lot of people off and they'd shit all over TNA, but I think it would be funny. If the chick has the baby and finally they do a DNA test and they just have a thing every week where it's a different wrestler they bring out, or you could even bring out the guy who sells popcorn at the, you know, at the arena, you could bring out referees, you could bring out cameramen. You are not the father. You are not the father and just do it every week for about 10 weeks. You know, quick, short, two-minute segment just for chits and giggles. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man, I, that's a... I don't know, I'm, I'm a little scared to imagine which people she's going to go up to and start accusing them. Well, I mean, I, I know I'm innocent. I mean, I'm just, you know... I don't even remember the last... I would need to go under hypnosis to remember the last time I got laid, so... What me? 
It's not in the Bronx. I don't know what to tell you. I don't, hey, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Bully Ray's from uh, New York. I never really hear. I always hear you call it Twitter. I never hear you call it Twitter. Maybe when the kid's older, if he starts calling things Twitter, I don't know. You might need to take that paternity test. You know what? I can't remember. Where, where did it, where, uh, what borough was Bully Ray from? I just can't remember. I drew a blank. Uh, they was referencing from Hell's Kitchen. I don't know where that is. I, my uh, knowledge of New York is uh, pretty lacking. Hell's Kitchen is Manhattan, but he seems to have more of... He seems to have more of a Brooklyn type accent than anything else. He's he's not Bronx, I'll tell you that. But he's definitely a New Yorker. Lovely. I'm all, but I'm always confused. Like, is that a, is that a Longhorn sign he always throws up when he does that or whatever that yell is? I'm always confused by that. I have no idea. But I mean, bully. The the thing that was interesting tonight was that he didn't bust James Storm with the chain. I was almost expecting him to hit James with that chain, and he didn't. Which leads me to believe, it's interesting because I wonder if he, if he does stick around, if they're going to lean him a little bit more towards a tweener. Because if you notice, he hasn't really been the, as much of a bastard. You know what, does that make sense? Mm, I can see a little bit. Maybe not so much with uh, some of the wrestlers. Mainly it seems like it's been, you know, the announcers like JB and Christy and SoCal Val. Um, I mean, maybe maybe still in the bully sense, you know, the way he runs people down like he did at the start of the show with Storm uh, in the ring. Right, but then every time he'll sit there and talk shit for 10 minutes, and then when the wrestler he's talking to gets pissed and comes at him, he runs away. And I love it. That's what a bully is. He's playing the part of a classic bully. Guys who talk shit and beat down on little, you know, smaller guys, and then they talk shit on big guys, but when the big guy flexes his muscles, they go running. So he's playing the character very well. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I see that. I still like having a Colin Bully Ray. It's, 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 that name has just never really stuck to me. Um, but but I guess to, to wrap things up a little bit, um, as far as that does bring up, bring, uh, come to my next point, as far as uh, Bully Ray and uh, Devon are concerned with the talk that they, uh, their contracts might be running up soon, I'm curious about some of the things they might try to wrap up. I mean, obviously with Devon, he's the current TV champion, and we've got all the speculation about who we might drop it to if if that happens at all. Because I'm thinking, with the past few weeks, we've seen him come up to Hogan along with uh, Garrett, saying you know they got their back and stuff against the Aces and Eights. And yet, I don't think we're really seeing anything from them. Maybe it's something to where the Aces and Eights take him out, and you know, because he's out for so long, he drops the title, and maybe he just he's one of them uh, quiet releases. And uh, as far as Bully Ray goes, before, if he does wind up leaving. You would think they would have to kind of wrap up the whole thing with Joseph Clark and Abyss and all that, because other than just seeing um, Joseph on TV for a little bit, we haven't really heard anything else, and we haven't seen Abyss for a while. Yeah, and that brings up the point about Abyss possibly being a part of this. Um, I think it would be interesting if he's not a part of Aces and Eights, then maybe they're going to give him his own big-time storyline when he does come back. And I think there's going to be a reveal, because... TNA is doing a better job than a lot of other promotions were doing of not insulting my intelligence. And I think that, you know, they want you to know Joseph Park is abyss. They're setting it up where they're not. I don't see it as them pissing on the fans and saying, you're so stupid. We think you actually believe they're two different guys. I think it's kind of a wink, wink to the fans. Like we know, you know, but we're going to keep going with it, you know? You know, in all 
in all honesty, and I think I don't remember if some people were shocked when I said this. When I when the very first time they showed um, Joseph Park and um, they showed him on TV talking in the back, before all that came out, I honestly did not know that was a bit because I just think I was shocked that they that they had the mask off of him. I legit did not know that was a bit when I first saw him until people started bringing it up like an uh, hour or so later. Well, the voice does it. I mean, if it if for it not to to have been abyss, then he would legit have to have a twin brother because you can see it in the chin, you can see it in the mouth, you can hear it in the voice, you know. And again, I don't think it's TNA saying, you know, we we actually expect you to believe this. I think it's kind of a wink, wink thing. It was like Hulk Hogan and and Mister America. Come on, yeah, we knew it was Hogan, really. You know, it was just. I don't mind my intelligence being teased. I mind when it's insulted and I'm not insulted by this angle. So L train. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, no problem. You take care. All right. Peace, man. Have a good weekend. All right. I'm going to go a little longer. I will take one or two more phone calls. If you want to call in, we are still live. We are still open and, uh, go home show. Big, big, big pay-per-view coming up this weekend. And um, if anybody would like to continue this discussion, talk about TNA, talk about whatever you want, basically, as far as um, hardcore justice goes, bound for glory. Uh, my ears are open. My you eyes are open. So much so. Whoa. Hey, what's up, bro? Terrence, man. Terrence from Southeast, man. What's going on tonight, man? Not much, man. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Hey, doing good, man. Doing good, man. I see you feeling there for trade, man. So I figured he was part of the ace of the eight tonight, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I may have to give Trey a call tomorrow and uh, question him a little bit, man. I mean, I'm I'm kind of worried now. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, everything you you know talk about you know earlier throughout the show, man. I agree with all of it, man. Uh, you know, far as the uh, angle with the aces of the eight, they 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 string it out. Uh, I think it is going to all you know come to an end. You know, leading up to Bound for Glory. Uh, I think, you know, with the storylines that they're trying to do, they're trying to give it more legs by not having the guys come out and attack people every week where it would get old. So, as you see, they're creating a lot of uncertainty amongst the, the guys of who is it, who is not, could it be this guy, could it be that guy. So, they're going to draw it out to Bound for Glory because that's their biggest pay per view. That's where everything got to pay off at. So, you know, and and hopefully it's a big payoff because if you really look what's going on right now with them just getting the uh, extra couple of weeks to stay on until September 27th live, um, hearing that uh, they possibly want to go live from here on out, especially when Bellator uh, gets on spike in 2013. Uh, I don't know if you've been hearing it, but I've been hearing that they're talking about putting TNA ahead of, you know, the lead in Bellator and maybe TNA starting at seven and Bellator starting at 9. And it's been a lot of talk that they want to, you know, get the TNA audience to leave Bellator in. But, you know, that's for another conversation. But uh, I think, you know, what they're doing now, this is going to play a lot on, you know, what directions they go in as far as television, as far as where they're slotted at, as far as uh, what they can do in the future. Uh, so everything has got to work, you know, with this Aces of Eight thing, uh, with the champion right now being Austin Aries. So they got a lot of lot of things riding on this. So as you see, the TV has been stronger. The pay-per-views have been stronger. So it's just that they, they're not getting the, the added fans that they need. 
And, and I hate when I read the internet a lot and people say, well, this show was on, that show was on, this, this sporting event was on. That's all the time. You still got to create your audience. And their audience seemed to be around like a 1.2 million, 1.4, 1.5. So we, they, they got to create more because the shows are good. And I don't know if they, you know, they had so much bad programming, you know, long ago that people have turned away from the product and, you know, and, you know, so they got to bring those fans back to reach that next level, man, because, you know, if you look at, you look at their house show numbers, they don't do great, but, you know, they put it on a great product. And, I, 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 you know, I, I love TNA. I order the shows. I go to the shows when they come here to the, the, the D.C. area. And, you know, it's, it's, they, they're doing good, but they got to get that one more thing. And this Ace is the eighth thing. Got to put them over the top. Yeah, the, but the thing is, and you, you make an excellent point. I mean, they could. Here's the deal. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put something out here that's going to sound insane. John Cena disappears from the WWE. 90 mm-hmm. days, he shows up on Impact. Will mm-hmm. rating be that much higher? Probably not, because it's like what happened when Jeff Hardy, when Jeff Hardy showed up in TNA, he was, at that point, one of the top, the top guy on SmackDown. But the problem is, if you were a Jeff Hardy fan, you were still scratching your head saying, well, where the hell's Jeff? You know, you need, I agree with you, man, a hundred percent. The advertising shit, if I, if, if I was running TNA advertising, I'd have planes in the sky with bats mm-hmm. hanging out the back advertising when they're going to be on. Because I guarantee you, there, while the WWE has gotten a little bit better, there are still fans out there like myself and like yourself and all our callers and listeners who, crave that pure wrestling i mean how much bullshit was there on impact tonight not much we had match mm-hmm. after match after match and that's what made me a fan yep yep yeah i mean yeah that, that, that's, the, that's the key thing is that they're not able to cross just like the first show that they had when hogan and jeff Hardy and flair and all them showed up they got what uh 2.5 million but they was never able to eclipse that again because they didn't come back on that thursday and people were, were lost, and then they changed time slots. So they, they've had a lot of bad indecision of the things that they were doing. And, and now then they, they come back on May 31st live, and, you know, they move to 8 o'clock. So they, they've been in a lot of transitional things, and, and a lot of things that they've done, they've done it like at the wrong time with the Olympics going on or, or with the football going on. So they, they have always done things at the wrong time, but now that the product is, is scorching, and, but they gotta, they gotta realize coming up, football is going to be on Thursday, every Thursday on NFL Network. So they may have to in the future thinking about even trying a different night because a lot of their audience do, you know, pay attention to different sporting events. But, you know, it's, it's all about the advertisement. And if they can get their name out there, and I was even thinking, man, uh, I don't know if you follow MMA or not, man, but if, if they could put on a good pay per view, online pay per view, they got 250,000 hits. Well, TNA do that once a month or something, or every two months, you know, to try to get an extra outlet, get an extra vehicle, because they only got two hours of show every week, man, and and it's it's not allowing them to to, to pedicate to all the talent that they have, which which brings me to in the future, man, they they gonna have to make a decision on what guys to keep as far as Sting, Hogan, uh, Hardy, and and Rob Van Dam and Anderson. You can't continue to pay these guys if you're not bringing that amount of money in, so. They're going to have to decide, you know, which two or three guys that they really want because you can't continue to pay a lot of these guys big money 
and you're not bringing, you know, bringing that money in. So they, they're going to have to make that decision pretty soon, man. I agree, um, and I think. You know, and you make you make a great point. We've talked about this on the network before. You know, they've got two hours a week, man. Two hours. Yeah. You want to? All right, let's cut out the commercials. What do we got, man? Hour thirty minutes, hour twenty five minutes. I actually think they could benefit from possibly even having another hour long show during the week. Maybe mm-hmm. you bang out something on a Tuesday night. So you've got a day buffer in between, or even a weekend show, maybe even something on a Saturday or a Sunday. Oh, yeah, uh, the old, old TBS, old TBS uh, 605 Star Time was heard. Yeah, and it, like you said, it gives you a chance to not feel as rushed and to showcase more of your, you know, more of your, your superstars. I mean, the thing about TNA was like tonight, I'm sitting here watching it, and the two hours just flew. I'm looking at my clock and I'm like, God damn, it's, it's you know, it's nine o'clock already. Shit. You know, I, I wanted what the way I'm usually left at the end of impact or at the end of one of their pay-per-views is that I want more. I don't feel yep. like I've gotten enough. I, I'll right. tell you the truth. I know they didn't want to do it and I know they have their reasons, but I think they would have benefited more from a three hour show than Raw would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I, what I don't understand is that they're the highest rated show on fight, and they get treated like a stepchild. I mean, they get, they get no repeat broadcast, you know, but you, you see a million repo games and bar rescue and every other auction hunters and, and, and rat catchers that they got on the show, but, you know, Impact only gets one broadcast. So I, I really don't understand, and they're doing it from a studio, so why they can't, you know, have an extra show per week whether you put that show on M- M- MTV2. I mean, it's something that they could do to give them another vehicle, man. And and another thing that I've noticed, the last couple of weeks the crowd has been kind of dead. I, I really say, man, you know, you know, you look at the pay-per-view they got this Sunday. That's, that's not an impact zone pay-per-view, man. you got to have that pay-per-view, man, in Atlantic City, you know, put it in a casino somewhere. or Well, I mean, if you put it in a small college in New York, but you got to get out of that bandbox in Orlando because you're not growing your product. If they took impact on the road, and I don't know how much it costs for them to do that, man, but they will gain more in the long run because fans are going to see what they see on TV compared to a house show where you just get the same show over and over again that whole weekend where they go up and down the road. So if you branch out sort of like WCW did, they was having shows at the Mall of America, they was having shows at the college campuses during the spring. Once you start, you know, building your fan base and showing them the product that they're seeing on TV, they will come out, but if you keep going to the little small towns and only getting 800 or 1,500 people, you're not building your brand. So you got to take a chance and rent out, you know, I don't know, um, you can see that Madison Square Garden or, or one of those 4,000-seat college builders in, in, Madison, in New York. You've got to take a gamble. And I don't know, and I told traders before, I don't know why she don't do the Bellator model and, and sell the shows to a casino, why they haven't been back to Vegas. You've got to branch this thing out. That's the only way you're going to get eyeballs on your product. You can't just say, we're in Orlando, it's cheaper, blah, 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 blah. It's not building your brand amongst the fan base. No, I agree. And, I mean, every pay-per-view that they've done on the road looked and felt like pay-per-view, right? It felt real. And especially, I think that they're really missing the boat. And it's, it's a shame that they're not as over in the U.S. as they are. But, I mean, come on, man. In Britain, 
overseas, they are over like Rover. I'd expect yeah. even that a little bit more. Or even like you said, if you want to get fans, go to a venue where there are already consumers. Go mm-hmm. to a, a casino or, like you said, a, even a college. I mean, some colleges have some big-ass freaking, you know, arenas. Go to a yeah. college. Go to a place where the, the the fan base is already there. You don't need to build them because they're used to coming there to see events and say, hey, you know what? If you haven't heard of us, TNA Wrestling is going to be in your backyard. Buy a ticket. Come see it. I, I feel you, man. I'm with you 100%. Got all the tools, it's just they don't. And I don't know if it's you know, the Carter family. You know, I know, you know Janice pulled the strings up on, on Dixie, but they they gotta you know get get it out because you can't continue to say we're gonna give our shows free to a thousand people and we're going live now. You gotta take that show to Spike TV in New York. If you do the last September 27th show in New York, you're doing show Spike TV. This is what we doing. This is what we giving you. If you gotta go back, why they never went back to Vegas when they did the Hard Rock? I don't know. Why they not hit in L.A.? Why I know they did good in Boston one time. They never went back to the Thomas Center. I mean, they they got to get back out there. Remember when they did the first round for glory in the hockey arena in the suburbs of Detroit? They sold it out. They never went back there. So it, 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 it's like they, they hit and then they run. They don't capitalize. They don't build. They need to build to the uh, Latino population. They need to build, build your Latino stars, and you will get the Latino population that love wrestling to come to the event. So they got to build their fan base, and they got to reach out to different demographics to build it. And once you do that, create a star for each demographic or ethnicity, then you will be able to build that brand, and that's something TNA has missed the boat on. And if you got to build it with Internet pay-per-views or, or free streaming of your house shows, you got to say, hey, we got you covered. Check us out. You ain't got to pay a dime. But when we do come roll up in your town, you're going to want to come check us out. They come in here September 1st to uh, uh, Boys Bay Fox for baseball, and I say no advertising in D.C. whatsoever, man. So, you know, you probably have less than 1,000 people there. So that's the problem. They got to market. Well, I mean, Trey mentioned that, that you know, he didn't know they were going to be in Tulsa until – he was helping me out with, with baseball. And the only reason I knew about baseball, the only place that I really saw that advertised was on the Brooklyn Cyclones website, which is where they held it. If I right. don't know to look at, at the, if I'm a New Yorker and I don't know to look at the Brooklyn Cyclones website, and they're a minor league Met team, so a lot of people don't know about them, I wouldn't have known about it either. Now, there was a decent crowd there, but, you know, again, you make a point that, you need it's just it's advertisement they got the wrestling down they got the characters down they got everything going for them the right way so now get it out there and let people you know put out some video clips man hey you, you don't know about tna wrestling well here's 60 seconds of why the hell you should be tuning in you know i'm, yeah. I'm with you yeah yeah and why they don't get they don't get their talent on none of these late night shows letterman conan I mean, I just don't understand why the Viacom umbrella is just holding them back, man. I, I just don't know why. And, and, and to the Cyclones' point, a couple of years ago, they had 7,000 people there, and each year after that, they, they went down. They should have immediately came back with a pay-per-view or a live uh, impact from Brooklyn that first year that they sold that place out. So they're, they're not capitalizing on what they're doing, man. So they gotta, you know, they gotta get out of that mom and pop mentality. They gotta get out of that bandbox in Orlando. You gotta say here. I mean, Strike Force. You look at them. They don't sell builders out, but they go around here and there. 
they rent out 10,000, 22 buildings, and they don't sell them out, but they're there. So you got to put it there. And as I always say, man, if you put it there enough times, man, people are going to come, man. No, I agree. Well, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate it. I agree with everything you said, man. I really appreciate the call. All right, bro. Thanks, man. All right. You have a good weekend, man. All right. So thank you to everyone who called in tonight. I'm about to wrap this show up. Uh, very happy. Very happy everyone's calling in. People are, we have a fan base on this network that are excited about TNA. Um, but make sure that you check out all the other shows and podcasts on the network. We are fully loaded um, tomorrow night. Make sure you check out the open book with the sensational Sean and, of course, Ashley. Over the weekend, we have many podcasts for you to download. We have um, the Elite Force podcast. We have Beyond the Bell. And uh, if I'm forgetting anyone, I apologize. And this Sunday, of course, TNA's Hardcore Justice live pay-per-view coverage at 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Mountain Time with myself and the Trey Dog. And uh, make sure you also head over to fordown.org. Put in your votes for this TNA pay-per-view. Get ready to put in your votes for SummerSlam. And uh, let's represent our family here on the SNS Radio Network. Tuesday night, of course, Wrestling News Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain with the Trey Dog, the Outlaw of the IWC, and, of course, J.J. Sexay and myself, the unofficial third leg of the tripod, or as JJ likes to say, the third, oh God, I can't, wing of the tripod. I, I still can't believe that. But anyway, <laughs> thank you all for listening, and I uh, appreciate it very much. The Trey Dog will be back with you again next week. Thank goodness, for some of you, I guess. <laughs> and um, take care. Have a good weekend. Check us out Sunday. Thank you for listening. This is TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. I'm the Bronx Father. I'm out.